Welcome to the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. I'm your co-host, Aaron. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about a movie that Aaron and I both actually experienced together for the first time at Salem Horror Fest in, I believe, 2008, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. That was like right after it was. <clears throat> sorry, it was like right after the uh, meet and greet, the Ice Nine Kills thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe it was the same day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the movie we are talking about is Suspiria, 1977 version, not the 2008 version. <laughs> I have seen the uh, 2008, and I have to say, guys, big fan. <laughs> Um, it's, it's an okay movie, but, uh, I don't think it's much better than this one, because I think they made things even it was already kind of, uh, confusing, because it's, uh, it is an Italian film by, um, Dario Argento, for anybody who doesn't know, and, um, even Dario Argento himself, you know, doesn't even know he's talking about half of the time when he's... <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a great film. I absolutely love this movie. Um, since the first time I saw it, I actually Same here. Uh, made some of our stuff that are on our Patreon. If uh, people haven't noticed, it's pretty much a, a little bit of a rip off from the uh, from the cover of the uh, <laughs> the girl that's uh, the, the ballerina. I absolutely I love it. I love the score in this movie. Oh my god! Yes, even though they play like theme a lot throughout this whole movie. Hey, it worked. But it's it's very good. The um the music was done by um Goblin. Remember who does or an Italian band that um like a prog rock band that Dario Argento He collabed with them, right? Yes. I think he helped write the music with them. Yeah, so um he was like he was looking for people I remember I was listening to an interview um for like their they released like the, the whole album again, I think, for the 40th anniversary. And there was uh, some commentary tracks on uh, Spotify talking about how uh, how he wanted the music done. And he heard Goblin. They also did work with like um, Lucio um, Foley and, like, on his like Italian films and done like a lot of like like music work. Yeah, and just and themselves like kind of. Getting itself away from it being soundtrack, it's very good. Yeah, um, they actually still tour till this day. It's that's uh, actually really? really cool. They did a tour right before the pandemic, I believe, in two thousand and nineteen. They're actually here in the states, and they were um like just like local venues, stuff like that, and rocking out Suspiria tunes, other like, <laughs> um horror themes, stuff. You could there's one. Live album, Spotify, and probably some other places you of them a couple years ago. I'd go to a show. <laughs> I would too, just to uh, just to experience it. Like, they're still rocking it till this day, man. And they're they're pretty up there in age, but God bless them. Hell yeah! Today you're um, probably jump into everything. I just want everybody to that um, you have a special guest this week. Yes, we do. And, um, I wasn't able to put a post out about it today just because Aaron and I actually, we actually saw each other for the first time face-to-face and 
quite a while. <laughs> Months. <laughs> um, so we were kind of out and about today. So I'm going to say it here uh, officially, everybody to hear it. And after the fact, I will give a, a proper post and um, let uh, the person who our first guest know that it's all official. So um, how this came to be was kind of weird. Uh, I think yes, like followed us or something like that, mm-hmm. and then messaged messaged us, and then I said that we're on a podcast, and then he was like, "Oh, that's really cool. I've been doing some other podcasts, so well, this is well. If you want to do it, we can get you on here." So the person I am talking about, for anybody who doesn't know, there's been subtle hints. If anybody hasn't noticed <laughs> that on all of the, the descriptions of all of the past, I think. I think it was the um, episodes that we put out. The description I've actually had him linked, but it was kind of secret. I didn't let him know. So it was, <laughs> it was linked on YouTube. It's linked on all of Spotify and iTunes. But it is of the dead hot sauce from the UK, Ooh. and um, he is so engrossed in where it is. It's off. Awesome. Uh, his promos that he's been uh, putting out lately. Mm. I've been super gory and great. So that's all stuff that I like. <laughs> and he also just announced that he's a uh, collaboration with Shudder for uh, the new uh, movie Fried Barry. He has a new hot sauce coming out that's going to kind of intertwined with that. Which I- yeah. I can't wait to, you know, like you said, pick his brains. and. <laughs> yeah, we're going to pick his brains hard, boys. <laughs> but it's going to be a good time. That will be happening on Wednesday. I don't, I don't believe it's going to be a live event. Probably going to be behind the stream. I'm going to do it off and just record it for you guys. But I'm going to try my my best. Try my best to get it up and ready that day. We're doing it at 4 p.m. Uh, time. It's actually very late, late for him. Uh, like 9, 9. I don't know. He picked the time, so I'm just like, I didn't really question it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know it's late for him, but maybe that's what he likes to do. That's completely very, very interesting. He is our first guest. So that is technically our second milestone for the month, Aaron. Mm-hmm. We already hit our first milestone super early. For anybody who doesn't know, I put a, a post a couple days ago because I did like um kind of like my weekly check of our um our stats for the podcast. Reached over 50 plays, right? I think 62 plays right now. So it went up a couple yep. of plays. But um, my, our goal was to hit at least 50 for this month. Hit it. Not even halfway through. Still plenty of time to go to. Yep. So, and we only, this is our ninth episode, guys. So we're, uh, we're making, uh, we're making tracks. Oh, we're yeah. getting guests. <laughs> but this is, uh, this is awesome. And hopefully this opens up. Oh, yeah. That's a little bit of what's to come. Right now, we're going to talk about where you guys can find us. Uh, I'd like to try to take the first, like, 10 or 15 minutes to kind of just talk about updates and stuff like that before we jump right in episode. And as everybody knows, this is live-streamed every Saturday on twitch.tv slash the Baron's Hideout podcast, underscore podcast, sorry. At 9 p.m., we're a little bit late today just because of what happened today with uh, us meeting a year. 
so you can find us there every every Saturday. Then you can also find us on Twitter, which is ho underscore podcast. Find us on Instagram, which I'm pretty sure is just the Barron's Hideout. And yeah. we're not super active on this, but I like to try to just stuff on there. Uh, our TikTok, Barron's Hideout underscore podcast. I haven't really been on there that much. Aaron, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at uh, double AA row. Um, I just post updates on the channel, uh, pictures of animals. And yes, we love <laughs> the animals. Love animals. We need to get them on, uh, on screen. That's Maybe we'll do like a, 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 a month of like beast. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, this month's theme is foreign horror movies. So that's why we're starting one of our favorites, Suspiria, nineteen seventy seven. It's kind of arguably if it is a foreign film. Because we'll get into this later. Yeah. This is because it has a lot of people like different cultures in mind, but we will talk about that once we get into some facts. Yeah. But um this later this month I will let you guys know right now what we will be because uh, I want to refresh my mind too. I posted out before. So this week we're doing Suspiria nineteen seventy seven. Not 2018. No, not 2018. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that at some point down the road if we feel like it. But um, next week, uh, for the 22nd, it's going to be Audition, which is a uh, Japanese horror, which is very good. Um, I watched it weeks ago because Joe Bob Briggs was uh, doing it. And I haven't seen the movie in literally uh, That's a really And then we're going I think it's probably one of the I've I've seen, and it's a French film called Martyrs. It's one of these movies that um, has been banned <laughs> in a lot of places, so you you know what kind of territory we're getting into. A lot of people put it on like the same um, same line as like Cannibal Holocaust, but I don't think it deserves to be on that. It does have some. Um, then for our final one, which will be the beginning of next month, which is the fifth. Would be one cut of the dead. Um, most of these the are dead. all. That's pretty much it for um, what we're going to be doing. Oh, and of course, on the nineteenth, we got Dean. Yes, nineteenth is Dean, Dean of the Dead, and that's really good. If you guys don't uh, know where to find him, he's very active on Instagram and is in the Dead Hot Sauce, and he also has his own website, which is also just deadhotsauce.com. Check them out. So that's it for all of our, I guess a lot of other podcasts like to call it housekeeping. Kind of cool. I can't really yeah. think of like another word to uh, describe <laughs> samples, <laughs> but um, I don't want to steal other people's ideas. But for this episode, we're going to call it housekeeping. <laughs> but Aaron, why don't you start us off with a little bit of facts for this awesome, colorful, um, shocking. All right. So, as we mentioned, it is an Italian movie, but it's actually set in Freiburg, Germany. Um, yeah, uh, but in the English uh, English dub version, which, you know, we watched, uh, the narrator actually mispronounces it as Freiburg, um, which I 
kind of really yeah um i read That's this online and i went back yeah um but with which is a different town in switzerland i guess but um yeah uh and it's also the first part of a two-part series um yes. second one is or no or no which is also it's a good movie like i said dario argento it's confusing <laughs> This shit yeah. is very confusing. And Inferno definitely kind of adds. But um, one thing that I think is very, um, I don't know if I would really want to call it, but you, I guess a lot of people films to kind of appease. Because you got to know, realize that a lot of these people were trying to get the American audience, right? Yeah. Oh, so, like they were trying to do everything they can because us Americans love everything mm-hmm. as much as we can. So oh, yeah. they had actors from different like um parts of the like parts, the world. Yeah. So we had like uh, German speaking uh, people, had French people, had English people, they had like what anything, and then mm-hmm. in post. They would have you know, people overdub it with in English. English. So when you're watching it, if you're watching the talk, it throws you off a little because sometimes a lot of sync, yeah. something in their native tongue. So like someone will be speaking <laughs> German, but they're speaking. So it's just like that's interesting. <laughs> but um, I guess that that happens all um, which makes sense. Like mm-hmm. you're trying to appease. For a certain uh, audience, you kind of want to, I don't know, do everything you possibly can. Like it's me. In like America, whatever it's yeah. to be. But we I tried. always thought that was um, very <laughs> interesting. So every time I watch it, I try to look at the people. Else. I try to figure out what they're, what they're speaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what other facts do you, uh, you have for us? Um... Well, you did mention it's a very colorful movie, which it is. Um, they use this colors very effectively. Uh, and actually, one thing we were just talking about is um, the color process that they used for the movie. Was it Technicolor, you called it? Technicolor, yeah. This is uh, technically the very last Technicolor film. By its... But... um. Yeah, so Technicolor, though, is, for an example, The Wizard of Oz from 1939. That's a process yes. they would had used back then. And, you know, by then it was down pat. But by the 70s, Technicolor is kind of like, you know, it was already, like, outdated and nobody was using, you know. But he wanted, with the, you know, he wanted the movie to be very vibrant. And so he insisted on using, you know, the three-strip color process. Um, so... Um, but you'll see, you know, throughout the movie, it's the the colors are just so effective. They're very bright and they they work. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very watch. Like it's art. This movie is legit art, especially like, the blood. It's so red and vibrant. You can mm-hmm. tell it, it's not like actual blood. Like, blood that are like like now. Very thin. and he did that to kind of like pop and like mm-hmm. anytime there's blood or 
anything red. It's it's very vibrant. Which very, it's a very, very red movie. <laughs> I love this movie just because of the colors, and a lot of people mm-hmm. say that too. Very, very colorful. Inferno, not as colorful, but it definitely does have colors. But like I said, yeah. this was like technically the very last technical. From on to other things like that can actually were technologies and yeah things could be filmed in color now so you didn't need to rips to brighten things up yeah now everything's digital get a different color and pop out more yeah that was one thing about the remake i seen a pattern of like when i was kind of um reading reviews um is that people a lot of people were saying it was like very like bland colored movie you know it was it's very beige and I guess yeah, is what I've seen used a lot. But. It's very dull. A lot of red. There's like more yeah. red in the remake than there is. But it's very like yellow. Not super poppy. Mm-hmm. Which is what I like about the original though. So <laughs> Always go for the original guys. We say this every single time. Always. Always watch the original first. Don't watch <laughs> the remake first. What are you thinking? You gotta see where the original idea was and where it came from, and then you can go and watch the and then judge the yeah. The then you can be like, okay, that. so what did they change here? What did they add here? Yeah. You now, what did they do to make it their own? This right from Dario Argento's gas mine. <laughs> <laughs> but, he but actually makes a cameo that. in the movie too at one point. Yeah, he does. I think he does that in a couple of his films. Mm-hmm. Kind of does that. It's very quick. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Do you have any other facts? So. Or is that pretty much it? That's pretty much the gist of it. Okay. Um, but... I always forget who starts the episodes. I think I started last week. Right? Yeah, I believe so. I'll start off. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like, I'm t- I tried to like, get things in order to get things kind of going back and forth. So I want to make sure Aaron and I have like the equal amount of airtime, Harry. We'll let Aaron start this week. So if he started last week, I apologize, but now you guys get All a good. double dose of Aaron intro. <laughs> All right, so starting off in Suspiria, 1977. Roses are red, violets are blue, but the iris is the flower that will mean the end of You can hide from Suspiria. Suspiria. But you cannot escape Suspiria. The only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes of Suspiria are the first 92. You have to mention that's the 1977. Yes, we will be saying (laughs) that a lot. (laughs) Uh, So we start off with 
an American girl named Susie, um, which is actually the way it's spelled, too. It's S-U-Z-Y, which is kind of funky. Yeah, when I was typing it out, I was actually typing it. It felt weird. Um, S-U-S-I-E. Yeah. Not, um, weird. <laughs> but, so, she arrives at an airport in Germany, which is the setting of the movie, uh, it's raining and thundering outside, like torrential downpours. It's bad, uh, but she gets into a cab, and this is like a late night flight too. Like there's nobody around. It had to have been like three a.m. or something like that. That's super early. But so she gets into a cab. She's like trying to talk to the guy. He only speaks German, of course. So she shows him a note or a piece of paper, and he's like, "Yeah, I know what that is." Yeah, um. like, okay, like, he, the thing is, too, like, she's actually saying it, he has to read Yeah. Very weird. And another thing we need to mention, music in this. Oh, yes. Very prominent. But you You'll hear, know it when you hear it. What you hear in the beginning here, you're going to hear throughout the whole And I, I wrote down here, too. Better to like it. <laughs> yeah. I wrote down here, too, which is very weird. If you realize, every time the door opens, music starts like when she's when she's going oh, yeah, outside yeah. and then when it closes music it, stops i noticed that too i didn't notice that the first time we watched it but either i thought it played throughout the whole beginning i didn't realize it stopped and, mm-hmm. and went and then when yeah. she's like actually in the rain is when it starts going like full blast yeah but so uh she drives through some uh some spooky woods <laughs> um classic you know spooky (laughs) rainy nighttime so they arrive at a dance academy and where she's presumably going to school uh she tries to go up to the door she gets dropped off and she sees a blonde chick just yelling at somebody in the building and but it's loud and thundery so she can't make out any words you can hear occasional like little words um which we'll get to those actually after yes, but um they yeah, kind of they come and play later they're important um but uh yeah so she sees this girl she's freaking out she runs off and um she's just kind of like oh, okay so she goes up to the door she brings it in her calm talking to an unidentified person kind of sounds very grumpy um yeah, who's like, refusing super, like upset like yeah <laughs> oh bother you <laughs> uh is refusing to let her in so she's just like okay um she keeps trying she gives up gets back in the cab tells her to um drive her back to the airport i assume because after that doesn't really yeah, i don't think she says where um where she's going kind of gets back into the cab i mean she already tells him to yeah, um, and I think he's like starting to drive off, and she's like, "Whoa, no, we going, <laughs> we going, like stay here just in case." So yeah, I don't think we get real confirmation. If I had to guess, it's either the airport or maybe hotel or yeah, something. I don't something. Know. But she's driving back. They're driving back through the same spooky woods, though. Yes, they are. And um. She sees Pat, who is the blonde girl from the beginning, who stormed off, who was yelling, looked all panicked, and uh, she sees her running through the woods, but doesn't say anything, and just kind of, like, just 
All right, I guess this is Germany. <laughs> um, I just watch it. <laughs> but yeah, what can you do? I'm, I'm dry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, and it turns out Pat was actually fleeing to a friend of hers' apartment in the town down the road. So, um, she comes in. Her friend starts to comfort her. She's like, "What's going on?" She dries her off. Um, she's gonna stay with her for a bit. She brings she brings into the bathroom, I believe, or oh, the bed spare bedroom or something. I think yeah, she's in the bedroom, and she asks if she think into the bathroom to. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's thought right. that this lady. I don't think we ever learned. I thought that it was her, but I mm. guess it, it is a friend in town, because we yeah. find out later on who her who her um was. Yep. So yeah, think, like right now it's like things are a bit weird. Um, we're getting introduced to new characters, not really getting names. We, right now we don't know Pat is her name, but we do find out like I think within like the next or whatever. So, um, so you guys know who we're talking about at this point kind of kicks off pretty hard at the very beginning. Right now... Yeah. Like, even right now, it's kind of hard to... A little tense, but, yeah. Uh, it's because a girl... Like, we get a little bit of an introduction because there's, like, a quick narrator in the beginning talking about Susie. Oh, yeah, and yeah. She's going to this dance academy and whatever, but we don't really get anything that. Yeah. So Nothing too in-depth. We just think that it's just a regular girl going late at night I think it they say later on it's like at 11 p.m. it is uh. but yeah so um Pat goes visits her friend uh goes in uh, the bathroom and um bathroom get like a, a window chair and then goes over the window as she's drying off like, here's something mm-hmm. in there, and then you, I think there's like a clothesline or something outside, but like on it that might be well, they're definitely not drying now because it's <laughs> pouring out. Um, so she's looking, and then if the camera starts focusing on the window where she's looking, and then you see like an outline of somebody or something, but she starts Close. freaking out, um, and then she backs away. And a hand just breaks through the glass, <laughs> takes her ahead, and is like pushing it against the glass. So it's pretty oh. intense. Her like, face is her like all squished like, up. <laughs> <laughs> like, her her friend's trying to get into the door, but it's she had locked it. So yeah, it's locked, so she can't come in. So like the hand's pressing her face against the glass and breaks it. Then comes out and she's getting like stabbed. All we see is hands. We don't see... And they're hairy-ass hands, too. Yeah, with, like, long nails. So like, yeah. What, what is this? So, <laughs> um... All we, yeah, we just see, like... I think it's just, like, a forearm. Forearm, and that's it. And, like, some sort of knife. Mm-hmm. Getting stabbed. It's, like, bloody. Then, uh, the friend or roommate, like, running downstairs. And, like, this is a beautiful... Like, there's a lot of colors here. Like, at the um, top. yeah. Even when she's, like... I think when she walks into the building, go um the top of the area, and it's just, like, stained glass. It's, like, all, like, red, blue. 
mm-hmm. very vibrant. So it's like kind of like giving you a hint as to maybe it's going to happen there because there is some yep. foreshadowing kind of going. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, she is getting stabbed she's like on the roof and brought over to where this is. We get, um, like I said, her roommate downstairs and her friend like on the glass. Then we get like a quick her shot. Her head's like stuck through it, right? Yeah, and then we get like a, a quick shot of, I guess it's Pat's heart that gets stabbed, which is weird because when you look at that, how was that much of the heart open? It looked like he was stabbing so much that he literally cut out the bone and everything. I think it's I know, Pat's right? heart. It has to be, right? Cause it, or like a lung or something. Like, like what else would that be? Like, I don't think it's anybody else's, but it's like everything yeah. right here happens so fast that it's a lot to take. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as he's still stabbing her, like, I don't know how she's still alive, even after having her, like, heart stabbed, <laughs> wraps her up in, I guess, like, it looks like old telephone or yeah. something. Or, like, rubber hose or something. Yeah, something. It's it's white. So he breaks through the glass. Then we get the classic hangs. And Pat <laughs> is dead. And her friend is dead because she got impaled by the sea. So it's pretty freaking crazy. This is like less than 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually put a time on this because it was so fast. It, it happens just... so fast. Yeah. But it's beautiful. That's it's the within thing. the first 10 minutes. <laughs> it's so beautifully shocking and grotesque that I love it. And like the blood is yeah. so vibrant too. So thick. Right? You yeah. Can't, can't help but admire the vision. And the imagery of this. Oh my god, it's, it's such a beautiful movie. It really is. I can't say enough like good things about like how just good it looks. Honestly, when, the theater that we saw it in too. It was a pretty big screen. It was beautiful colors on big screen. It doesn't do justice in your home. Like I have the 4K version, so it's even brighter. But it's still it's. If you have a chance to watch this movie, go and do it. Yes. It's worth the it's worth it. The experience is just it's, yeah, it is. It's and, real. Um, <laughs> jump to the next day where Susan arrives <clears throat> in the morning to and it's raining, nice School and sunny, is very red too, and it's also very weird looking. Mm-hmm. So first, see, rain. It's dark. It's still really red, but like in the day, it just looks it looks creepy. Very yeah. Creepy. Like, it's like, I don't know if I should be here type creepy. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, I'm going to walk on the other side of the street creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she she arrives, and then she gets um, introduced to the instructor, um, Anna. Mm-hmm. And the headmistress, I guess. I think that's what they call her, or whatever. Mistresses. They call her Madam Blank. Um, we Madam Blank, I guess, is talking to Elise about what happened to Pat night before and um Susie starts talking it's just like well I I saw that they're like oh Adam Blank was even saying like yeah it happened around 11 p.m. and yeah I saw her there and then um Adam Blank kind of breaks off and I need to go and talk to my new my student she mm-hmm. yeah this is her first day I need to or you know, even like oh we were we were expecting you last night but she's like well I was 
here last night, but on the intercom told me to go away and all this stuff and wouldn't let me in. And they're like, well, who, who did that? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anybody here. Uh, so yeah, they start talking and apparently Madame Blank aunt something back in New York. Mm-hmm. Talking about like Pat Hingle murdered last night. And Susie tells the police that she saw a girl running. We also get introduced to um, Pavlo. I think was it Pavlos? Uh, um, something like that. I think, I I think it's pa- I think they call him Pavlo, but he's like the caretaker, and <sighs> Anna calls, little... her, calls him ugly. <laughs> and it's like, oh, don't mind him. He's just stupid or whatever. It's just like, really? Why, why do you gotta act like that? Why is it, it such a cliche to have? Because the guy is really tall. And like you can tell, like that there might be some with him. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it such a cliche to have like the ugly <laughs> dude be a caretaker and then be called like a servant? Yeah, and then get called <laughs> ugly. Like, really? Come <laughs> on, man. I mean, he looks really nice. Like, you're like, oh, this guy looks kind of cool. Like, leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. Then um, Susie is brought to the girls' locker room. I guess you can call it the locker room. I don't know. Oh, the dressing room or something. Something like that. Um. And it's like, well, here's the girls. Borrow a pair of shoes from somebody. I guess it's because I, her luggage is at the. Oh, yeah, her luggage got oh, yeah. lost. Yeah. Yeah, so. um, We get introduced to Olga, which we only see Olga. her a couple of times. Um, And she turns out to be like a bully, and I guess she doesn't want to give her a pair. And then Susie talks to another girl, and she's like, well, you can have these. But it'll cost you. She's she's like, well, I already have a pair, so I just need it for today. And she's like, yeah, all right. That's fine. (laughs) Going back to me at the end of the day. (laughs) Um, Then we get introduced to another character. So we get introduced to a lot of characters within, like, five Mm -hmm. minutes. Uh, This person is Sarah, who tends to be a very big part of the story as much as Susie. Um. So, Olga, once again, kind of being a bully, goes over to him and says, well... They eventually end up getting along. Yeah, they do. She calls them snakes because the beginning of their names begin with with S. It's like, what does that even like have to do with anything? <laughs> snakes. Snakes. <laughs> so, um, I think she... Yeah. She stays with Olga in her apartment. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, so their dorm room isn't ready. Yep. As uh yeah. Um so she gets has the option of staying with Olga in her apartment. She's not so keen in the idea at first, but they eventually bond and they get along. But uh and then they have a conversation about Pat from the beginning of the movie. Yes, they do. Um who Olga would just I guess describes her as a busybody and she's always trying to find out more information about everybody. Um, so like kind I don't of think a, it's really a bad thing to be honest. It's not a no. But um and then so they were talking about her and Susie remembers from the night before the two two words that she could make out from what she was yelling and they are Iris and Secret. So She's like, any idea what those mean? And they're both just... Nope. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, 
uh, the next day, um, we get to the next day. It's time for class, and yep. Susie meets uh, Madame Blanc or Blank uh, before class in. She tells her her dorm room is ready, but uh, Susie insists on staying at Olga's. Um, she, you know, she's like, "But you, you, your application said you wanted to, you know, stay on on campus. Why don't you do that? It's free. It's paid for." Yeah, so I think like she had to she's kind of fifty bucks or something a week. Yeah, with, with some... Olga or something like that. Mm-hmm. But well, clearly, she doesn't feel comfortable there at this point. <laughs> um, no. I don't know, the lady's like insisting. She's like, "Oh, why aren't you gonna stay in your dorm? Why aren't you gonna stay in your dorm?" Yeah, and she and like huffs and puffs off. <laughs> one thing I do have to note here too: there is a this particular scene has a lot of foreshadowing for one thing that is said. Tanner, mm-hmm. the instructor says to Susie, you're very strong-willed. Oh, yep. So, um, that's definitely some foreshadowing for what's going to happen later on, because yeah, she, uh, yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll get to that, but I just thought that was very interesting for someone to say, yeah, you're very strong-willed by talking about an apartment, you know, a space to stay. Yeah, right. But, Anyways, so they go on to um do their dance practice. Susie isn't feeling well. Oh, there's this one part too on our way to class. I should mention the cook. Yes. Uh you got the cook who's this like big like grumpy lady. I don't really know how to else to describe her. Yeah, she's um, very big and very grumpy. <laughs> um, but she always looks pissed off. And then you got um. A little bo- blonde boy who is, uh, I believe, Madame Blanc's uh, his nephew. Name is Albert? Albert. I, I or think it's Albert. Al- something like that. But uh, they're just chilling in a doorway. She's in a shining silver or spoons or something shiny. And yep. he's just standing there staring. Um, and she's just, she's just walking by, just kind of like creeped out. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't know anyone here, but the she's shining the silver it shines in her face and you get this like big flash yep and uh, does the music come back in this part i can't remember it does it does for like a quick second and then yeah she's just kind of like what the fuck um so she like starts feeling like her faint like even her face yeah. is, like, shaking her face like what the hell just happened <laughs> yep um so yeah, that's right before class, and that's when she talks to uh, Madame Blanc about the dorm room, and they start practicing uh, their routines, and she's yelling, the Blanc's yelling at them, and she's like, you know, keep up, keep up, do, you know. Yeah. But because apparently she's not doing enough, she's not feeling well, and she passes out, uh, and she starts kind of like bleeding out a little bit out of her nose and mouth, I believe. Which oh, is weird, dude. You're out of your yeah. mouth? Like the nose, right. I could understand, but maybe she like bit her tongue or something. But oh. yeah, um, then she wakes up um to, at the uh, nurse's office, I believe, right, or in her bed in her dorm room. That they oh yeah, the dorm room. That's her. right, that's right. She wakes up in the dorm room, um, who they moved her into without her consent, um, but. And she's put on a limited diet of cheese, wine, and fruit. Ooh. That's your, like, that sounds really good. But I don't think that's enough uh, 
food. Like I don't yeah. think the, the nutrients in there is not enough. But um, we we find out why they're doing that, and it kind of makes sense. Yeah, but um, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we're sorry, I lost my place. <laughs> okay. Um, and then she finds out she is roommate. Well, sort of roommates. Her uh, she's like neighbors with a girl named Sarah. Um, we who met she earlier. Who she quickly she becomes pretty friends with her pretty quickly, um, but uh, and then they're just chit chatting, getting along, doing you know doing girl things. They're getting ready for dinner, and then suddenly, <laughs> maggots start falling from the ceiling. Like what the fuck? Like what is this place? Like, <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, she goes brushing my hair. <laughs> Mind my mm. own goddamn business. And it starts then, raining maggots. Maggots everywhere. Everybody's screaming and freaking out. Yeah, it's not even <laughs> just in like Susie and Sarah's room. It's the whole dorm, like floor, the whole ceiling is covered in maggots. It's like what the. Fuck? So everyone's like in a panic, running around in the hallway, and then you got um. Madam Blank and uh, what's his name? The kid, the boy student. I forget his um, name. They didn't really say his name a lot, so I didn't write it down. Yeah, I mean, he's not super, super important, I don't think, anyways. No, but... and also, when I was trying to look up, like, the... In this movie, they really didn't do a lot. Yeah. So, we're not really going to be going over the actors and stuff, because the only person who really did a lot of stuff was the actress who played... But even then, it really... It's not a lot... That I could find anyway. A lot of things were like older films, mm-hmm. so I I figured like this one will kind of just keep it straight to just the movie and not really yeah. outside of it, because this movie is already like super confusing. Well, it's yeah. not that it's like really confusing. It's just that there's a lot going on for an hour and a half movie. Yeah, and that kind of is like the it's theme. a lot jam packed into like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the last like couple of movies. I feel like that's our case. That's yeah. We were, it's like a super short movie. Yeah, super short with a lot of crap going on. So it's like we got to yeah. really focus on what's going on in this film and make sure that mm-hmm. for the people who are listening, especially to us, kind of understand what's going on. Because I'm still learning new things about this movie. Yep. Um, so. It's yeah. it's crazy. It's it's a crazy movie. And it's old movie, but it's great. It is. Like you said, I'm still finding new things. Pay attention to the color color scheme throughout the movie. Yes, that's a very important thing. Um. So, anyways, um, maggots start falling from the ceiling. Uh, we got the one boy student, um, and all the uh, or not all like the uh, supervisors, but you got Madame Blank, and they're walking down the hallway like, "What the hell's going uh, on?" Tanner, like, I think. Tanner, Miss Tanner. Miss Tanner, that's right. Yep. Um, they're like, you know, what's going on? He's like, we haven't found a source. Um, but they investigate and they find crates of old food just chilling in the attic and just covered in maggots. Um, I honestly, which, when I when we first saw this in the theater, I thought it was dead bodies. Mm. Because when it because it, it zooms in, I think it's like a rotten apple. But the way it's 
it's made and the way like the maggots are, it looks like a bone. Yeah. It's weird. But no, maybe that's intentional. Be, maybe. But it, it's uh it turns out to be Yeah. Which is fucking gross, dude. Why are they keeping just like crates of food in the attic? Yeah, that's another thing. It's like it doesn't really cover how it got there or anything either. It just it was just no, there. They just they like Madame Blank that says we get it from this distributor that we thought was reputable and apparently not, but that's pretty much all we hear of it. Yeah. And also when they're going up there, where the hell does Miss Tanner get a fucking crowbar? <laughs> she just carries around a crowbar strapped to her leg or something. <laughs> The hell, there was like nothing. We just get like close-ups of their feet walking over the maggots, Ugh. and it's super crunchy. It is very Ugh. crunchy. I don't like crunchy bugs. <laughs> no, I don't like crunchy bugs either. And they <laughs> open up the crate and covered, just covered Ugh. in maggots. Nasty shit. Um, yeah. And another funny thing: the maggots were only on the students' floor. It didn't go anywhere else. Nowhere else. Yeah. On here, so it's like, what? how? How if if the maggots like it covered the whole ceiling? It wasn't just underneath that box. It was everything. The maggots were yeah. everywhere. They were on the box or in the box or around. Mm. I don't know if they were on the walls. We didn't walls, but they were everywhere. So they got a Some lot fishy. of maggots <laughs> for, for this. So then we get after that. Get a, a little bit of more background, Sarah, and she starts telling Susie, because um, Susie asks like, "Hey, do because they have to be moved from the dorms downstairs to like the uh, practice hall or whatever?" Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, this is really comfortable. It's like a a camp here." And they're like, "Oh, that's <laughs> that's really good. I'm glad that it's comfortable." Um, so we get a little bit of background after Susie asks Sarah where the teachers of like, well, they're in town. Every day after supper at nine thirty, work. So, the I think she starts telling uh, Susie a little bit more about Pat and how she like mm-hmm. kind of like heard some other things. And also, we get after they fall asleep, see this silhouette because it's it's a white curtain like behind them, which is kind of weird. Like, why would they have to? Close off the area. Yeah, think about I mean, it's it. just a temporary, you know, setup. Yeah, it's just like they have all the beds through and the castle, which they moved very quick, by the way. So behind Sarah and Susie, there's another bed, and then we see the silhouette of a woman lays down, starts snoring super loud, and then Sarah wakes up and wakes up Susie. Like, do, do you hear that? You hear the snoring? They're like, where, where's it coming from? It's like, I think it's coming from behind the curtain, like directly behind them. And Sarah's like, that's the directress. They said that, she, I guess, early in the film, they said that she was out of town. Yep, that she wasn't going to be in for a few weeks or something like that. Yeah, but apparently, back, Sarah starts saying that a year ago, um, when she was here, Someone, when she was sleeping in, I think, a different dorm room that someone went next to her or was, like, another room. Mm -hmm. And she also heard the exact same snoring. Yep. Um, 
that they were hearing. That and they night. told her that it was the directress staying in yeah, the room like, next Yo. door. Oh, she's staying here um, next door, but I guess no one really sees the directress. They just kind of talk about her. Yeah. So that's also very interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, this is when the movie starts kicking up a notch a little bit more. So, we haven't really talked about Daniel. Just because oh, there yeah. hasn't really been a lot of stuff going on with him yet. He's a the blind uh, pianist who does, like, all the music for the girls dancing. He has a dog, like, um, you know, a walk dog who allows him to sing. a dog. Yeah, yeah, so he arrives, and, like, as usual, normal day for him. Dog gets dropped off, stays outside, goes to piano. Then we get another glimpse of the cook and the boy again. And the cook is staring at the dog. The dog's just like... Whatever, then we get... I think we hear a yell. It turns to black, we get a yell. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Tanner literally storming into... Oh, yeah, she's pissed. ...into <laughs> the room. Also, hello, Jake, how's it going? Oh, hey. Um, so, she's storming into the room, yells at Daniel. Daniel's like, what, what is going on? And your dog just bit Albert. He is at the hospital right now. He is bleeding and screaming. You get out of here. He's like, what are you talking about? My dog has never done anything. He wouldn't hurt a fly. He's super nice. But and like, well, do you yeah. want to go and call Daniel? And call Albert and see what's going on? And he's like, no. But, like, this super fucked up. Takes his cane. Uh. He, like, throws it on the ground. And everything. And he's, like, throws it and says, you need to get out. Leave. He's like, you know, I'm not deaf. I'm just blind. I can hear mm-hmm. It's going to take me a minute. I'm blind. He just keeps doing that. That. That poor dude. He leaves. Like, whatever. I'm, I'm fucking done with this place. So that's that scene. And everybody kind of just goes back. Semi-normal. Uh, then we cut to night. Sarah and Sue are there together again. Um, her bribed that. Yeah. Wine, cheese, and fruit. And fruit. All that. And we are always... And the reason why they want her drinking wine because it's back up or... Whatever happened, you know, she didn't a lot of blood. Yeah. Kind of funny. She has to do that every night. She's on a strict diet. She can't really do anything other than stay in bed and do that and practice. That's like her routine tried by the doctor. It was only in like a kind of like a dick. Uh, so they hear the footsteps and Susie is like super like she's drugged, dude. You know that there's something in the wine that's like yeah. fucking her up. And I was like, I can hear them Some leaving. Some Tylenol PM in that shit. <laughs> yeah, something. And then Susie, I mean, Sarah's like, I can hear them leaving. And Susie's like, they're not leaving. They're not. And then Sarah's like, what? Like, they're not leaving. Now she's like, falling asleep. Sarah grabs a piece of paper. Starts writing down the amount Running of steps, steps. And like where they're going. And that's pretty much it for that scene. Let yeah. me get some intense music. We find out where Daniel is. I guess he's like 
Is that guy at a bar? Yeah, he just left the bar. I think it's a bar. It has, like, people dancing. I don't know what they're called, but they're, like, dancing and, like, slapping each other and weird, <laughs> weird like, German <laughs> weird shit. Weird German shit. <laughs> so, um, we get intense music. He's at a bar. Leaves. He has his dog. So, his dog didn't go anywhere. They didn't, like, take his dog away or anything, which you think that they probably would if dog seriously hurt a boy. Especially back then, you think they would have killed it, to be honest. Well, yeah, she had threatened to if he ever came back. Yeah. <laughs> so he's walking. We get the theme song again. He approaches open area. That, like, there's like, I, I don't even know. What kind of buildings are those? Like, Actually, called... it's like a, actually a German landmark. Um, Is it called... really? Yeah, I can't pronounce it. It's like uh, Koenigsplatz or something. I honestly um, thought, if you look at it at a weird angle, it looks like it's cardboard cutout, but it must just be the light. Yeah. There, because it looks like a cardboard cutout of two. But yeah. yeah, they're in this huge area. The dog starts freaking out. The theme gets playing, and it stops. Dead silent, other than dog barking. And Daniel's saying, who's there? Who's there? And then all over, and then we start yeah, getting close He's petrified at this point. <laughs> get close-ups, and then we get this, like, really intense, like, wing flapping, but mm-hmm. we don't see what's doing it. We just, it's flapping, and then the camera shoots by Daniel. Then we get a close-up of the dog. dog just jumps up, bites his neck, and just starts ripping it. And Ugh. I totally forgot this even happened. I thought it was just a bite, and that was it. He, but, like, rips his throat out. Yeah, this dog goes ham. <laughs> On this guy's like he's room. hungry. <laughs> then um, the police start running over, and a dog. Yeah, that sh- that seems gruesome. Yeah, it's intense for like what that part is because it's so kind of subtle, and then you're not really expecting. It's not really gory. It's just it's shocking. Cause yeah, it's more built around the shock and not so much the scares. Yeah, you know and... who wasn't expecting it? Daniel. Yeah, Daniel definitely wasn't expecting it. <laughs> Poor blind man. Uh, his own dog. His trusted oh. pal. No. That's what witches will do to you. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly what Witch. Witch. I think we actually hear, um, because we have a little yep. bit of chanting with the theme song in there, even saying witch. Um, witch. So, um, we, we are kind of confirmed now that we're witch. dealing with witches. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> We jump to the next day. I think we're in the dressing room again, and the girls are talking. And then somebody—I quoted this. Someone says, "Maybe there's a hex on the place." So, or foreshadowing. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I think we get another sit down with Sue, Adam Blaine. Yep. Yeah, she's talking about all the deaths that have been happening at this yeah. point. She asks her about it. She asks about the. Police. As like who that and all this stuff, and then tells Madame Blank the two words. Which seriously, why would you tell somebody the head of this building two words that you heard from somebody who was killed and is supposed to be quote unquote secret? Who was running away from that building? Yeah, yeah, which is secret in Iris. And then Madame Blake's like, "Well, I have no idea what she's talking about." And like her even her body language and everything is just like, "I have no idea." Yeah. She's acting shady at this point. <laughs> and then I will bit. let you on with uh, what Sarah has to say after this. 
again it's getting crazier crazier mm-hmm. very fast um so she reports back to sarah and sarah's pissed you know she tells her um you know what she found out she's like oh i talked to madame block i told her about the irises and secret and she gets pissed she's like why would you say that you know why would you tell her of all people that was on to something they're gonna be on to us yes yeah, but i'll shut <laughs> yeah just don't, don't talk don't say anything with. yeah so um but so sarah's worried that you know what she found out has you know like i said it's put her put them on a hunt for whoever he was talking to yes. so a um, witch hunt a witch hunt <laughs> you're the witch <laughs> um but yeah so uh anyways uh, and that you know she's hoping that the teacher will identify that person as herself like you know come clean and be like you know i killed her <laughs> yes. but um so but then they decide to go for late night swim yeah, is it a- yeah, I think so. Am I, am I mixed up, maybe? All right, guys, give us, like, one second. Because, like I said, this movie has so much crap yeah. going on in it that... It, yeah, I think this actually is. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do go okay. for a swim. All and right. then they go back to the, the uh, dorm, I think. Yeah, it's... I mean, this the pool scene's not very, like, significant, so... No. But, anyway. Yeah, they go for a late-night swim, and then, um... Sarah starts to tell Susie all about how she was friends with Pat and how she had been taking notes for months on like strange things that happened around the school and but um when she was gonna show her the notes, they were gone. Someone stole me notes. Someone took <laughs> me notebook. Um Jet. <laughs> so she realizes the notes are gone. Um so now she knows that the Somebody's on to where they rather be evil spirits or witches, vampires, or just who knows. Actually, if it was vampires, I think the story would be I love witches and stuff, but the yeah. thought of vampires, right? Hell, yes, I, or like I love fucking vampires. werewolves or something. I take vampires over zombies. I love zombies, but mm-hmm. vampires are just because this is so many you. different, like versions of uh, vampires you know like yeah. renditions and but you can do a lot with it yeah exactly <laughs> so but yeah so they realize they're no vampire whoa a witch pyre <laughs> super <hybrid. laughs> oh shit i'd be scared shitless <laughs> um but yeah their notes are missing um she's you know she's like, they're on to me um, she's like, you know, she knows her time is running out now at this point because they already took out Pat and anyone else is kind of catching on. Yep. But so the only sort of information they have now is the piece of paper from the other night when she was counting the steps um, when they supposedly left the school. Quote, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, <clears throat> She tries to get Sarah to help. Uh, I mean, Sarah tries to get Susie to help her, but um, Susie's drugged up. She can't, you know, she can't focus. You know, she's just knocked out. Yeah. So she begins to hear footsteps and um, goes to her own room just right before someone enters Susie's room. Um, I do. I'm, I have to say, when 
even when we first watched this, like I was kind of expecting something like that to happen. Yeah. But this part is really suspicious. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely up. Even like the part when when Susie's like really drugged and body was kind of getting distorted, and you hear Sarah ask Susie if she believes or if she knows anything about witches. It's yep. like cutting in and out, and it's so like disorienting. Oh yeah. And then Sarah's there and knocked out. Then she hides the note. So hopefully Susie find them later. Then wants to go back to her room, but then she hears like I think people running around her, like whispering yeah. and going, <laughs> like you know, like, like witch laughing and stuff like that. <laughs> And then she sees, because earlier in the film, we already saw that you can see when I think when her hair before the maggots, like, you know, when they turn on the light. Because, like, above, it's um, a stained glass, I guess. Like, um, mm-hmm. I guess for, I don't know. So yeah. Just on her way back, and then these lights turn on, and she's like, fuck. <laughs> I'm fucked. They're here. They're looking for me. I need to get the hell out of here. It's and, it's very yep. suspenseful. You feel for this girl because like she knew as soon mm-hmm. as Susie fucking opened up her mouth, like I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm fucked. I was the closest one to Pat. They're gonna come to me. I was the, I was the one that was closest to her. They know it. So like Susie, you literally <laughs> and it sucks because you really grow to like this girl. But um, yeah. I will let you. Describe all of the horribleness that happens in the next five minutes to poor old Sarah because she does not oh, deserve this. No, not so. Yeah, she realizes somebody's in Susie's room. Uh, you don't know who it is at this point. Um, just that there's somebody in there, so she's freaking out and manages to escape into the attic, I guess, right? Yeah, because I think all the other, yeah, um. Wait, she gets um, attacked, but she hides in a room and she locks it. Um, so, <laughs> so the person um, <clears throat> trying to get her uses a straight razor to kind of just doesn't he like just kind of like I don't know how the he just like cuts it open. Just I don't know, it just wedges it open with a fucking straight razor. It's it's funny too because like the guys like kind of playing with her. Too. Yeah, because yeah. Clearly, it has it in between because the latch, it, like, goes across a bar so you can just, like, lift it up very easily. Yeah, 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 that's right. So the right. razor is there in between, nudging it a little bit. And it drops, oh, yeah, he's just toying with her. And then Sarah's just over in the corner, like, nowhere to go. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so uh, he ends up unlatching the door. She's got nowhere else to go. Um, so she hides, like, away from the door, and she sees a small window. So she notices some boxes um, and decides to stack them on top of each other. She climbs through the window, jumps through into the next room. But unfortunately for her, uh, the, the room that she jumped into was filled to the fucking roof with razor, uh, barbed wire. Okay, just I, need like, to, I, need, I, need to, I need to say this right now. Ugh. I need to say this right now. Fucking barbed okay. wire. Climbing through a window. Whole floor is covered. There is light in this room. She doesn't see it and she jumps. Can you look on the <laughs> fucking floor before you 
take a leap of faith. <laughs> it was Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it's like, like, I understand she didn't really have anywhere else to go. Yeah, but, you know, there's always that chance she could overpower the killer, you know, and just why yeah, take your chances with the barbed wire? Fucking, just, past. Yeah, like, she's you, faster than him, clearly. Ballerina dancer, you have agility. <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure your feet are fucking strong for you standing on your tiptoes like all day. Like, take them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, kind of. <laughs> not see the barbed wire. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's kind of funny that that room was lit, but everywhere else was just pitch black. It's just like, also, <laughs> why a room of barbed wire? Because why witches. A room of barbed wire. Because if... witches be crazy. <laughs> how are you gonna get? That's that's a lot of barbed wire, by the way. So how the. On that much barbed wire, and also know that Sarah's gonna go and transport it, go through the window, jump down there. What if she went past? Yeah, what if she found another way and went around that room? Yeah, uh-huh. like, what would they have done? Maybe, no, maybe they had like some way of possessing there, you know, you know, our witches, witches, but who knows. But yeah, so she's just just stuck in a pile of barbed wire. It's fucking brutal to watch. Yeah, really um, is. and she sees a door. She she tries to make her way to, but she just keeps getting even more tangled and like just cut up. And then so eventually, one just ends up like wrapping around her neck and just fucking slicing her throat. And it's just, ugh. fuck, man. And it it you see the throat tear too. Oh, I um, know. Like the effects are very good. They're very very simple. Like these, yeah. the effects in this movie I think are simpler than any of the we have watched, but they're mm-hmm. done so well, and the colors oh, once yeah. again are so. Beautiful. It just tops it off. Even in this scene, her struggling—I think it's like a blue light, right? I think it's like all blue. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And she's like struggling, and you see like her, the blood everywhere, and it's wrapping around her. And the more she moves, it's just it gets. Ugh, it's just man. like. Picture Watching yourself is... in that situation, like, you can't do it. Someone to cut you up. Yeah. Like, you, you're screwed no matter what, unless... <laughs> it's, uh, you're just, even just thinking about it. I guess. That's all you really can do. You're basically fucked at that point. Yeah, it's barbed wire. And... <laughs> I can see. And you're in a room full of it. So. It's bad. <laughs> really bad. That scene, man. Anyways, we cut to the next morning, and Susie finds that Sarah is gone, and she tells Miss Tanner, she's asked her, asked her about it, and she's just like, oh, she left early in the morning, she didn't tell anybody. So, But if you look at Sarah's room, it's fucking destroyed. Like, <laughs> they literally trash the place. But she says, oh, she left in a hurry. Even if I run it, if I'm in a hurry to go somewhere, I'm not going to take the time to literally throw clothes on the bed, on the wall, have things yeah, right. on hangers, have things shattered. I feel like that's lying. something everybody does in movies where, like, oh shit. You ever notice, like, if somebody's packing in a hurry in, like, movies, they grab, like, two things and stuff it in a suitcase, and they're like, okay, <laughs> like, oh, I'm ready. ready. <laughs> okay. Gotta get to my taxi. <laughs> they're throwing shit everywhere and. It's not like that in real life, is it? No. <laughs> if okay, I'm gonna say I right hope now. not. If you're one of those people that does that, if you trash your room while you're packing your stuff, 
for anything to <laughs> you you like readjust yourself. <laughs> readjust your limit. Reassess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so apparently Sarah left without telling quote anybody in a hurry. Quote. <laughs> but so she meets with a friend of Sarah's who turns out to be a psychologist. Um he tells uh Susie that she became troubled um when a friend told her a friend being Pat yes. uh told her that there was witches um that they existed and she got the idea in her head. Um but this she also found out that the school was founded by Helena Marcos, um, which it was a Greek uh I think I don't know how emigre or emigrate. I don't know yeah, what it, the, it's like a some kind of like call her the black mythology. Queen. Yeah, the black that's queen. Yeah, that's basically she's like the witch queen. Um, but Head something honcho. like that. Head honcho, the top <laughs> dog. Um, you know, and people thought she was a witch. She would get like you know persecuted and shit like that everywhere she went. Um, and then she ended up finding, um. A school for the study of occult sciences and arts, which is, I assume, basically like witchcraft, but like illegal. Honestly, <laughs> it sounds interesting. Yeah, I, I I like stuff like that. I don't own any books the occult, but um, I've I take a lot of trips to Salem. Obviously, Salem, uh. Witch trials. witch trials and stuff like that, and just how the place is. They have a lot of books surrounded by like the occult and, and witches and stuff, and I want to buy them. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to have time cool. to just read through it. Yeah, would this be something I would just read? Those are big ass books, too, aren't they? Some, some of them? Yeah, there's. um Actually, no, that's why I do have one book. It's called The Book of Shadows, and it's somebody who. Uh, it's all pretty much um surrounded by the moon. How the moon can help you and stuff. So it's actually kind of a cool mm. book, Aaron. I'll have to show it to you. Sometime. Yeah. That'd be cool. But, Fairly new book, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, stuff like that was always interesting. But, yeah, so people thought she was a witch. They had treated her like shit, basically. Um, you know, accuses the witch um, wherever she went. So she found a school. Um, but she died in a fire. And the school ended up being passed down to one of her favorite students. Um, who turned into a dance academy. Which we all know now. Um, so Susie talks to a colleague of Dr. Mendel, who was the therapist, I believe, the psychologist, um, but yeah, who specializes, like yeah, uh, who specializes in witches, uh, Professor, Professor Milius, yeah, um, yeah, something like that. That's what a lot it looks of weird like. names, well. yeah. They're all foreign. <laughs> um, Milius explains to um, explains to her, you know, she, there are negative forces that change events to only do harm, and you know what's best for them. You know, they're selfish bitches, basically. Um, yeah, which, <laughs> honestly, that kind of goes against the grain of witchcraft and like what we think of nowadays. We think that I mean, obviously, there's always two sides to a coin, but yeah. this one in this movie, witches are only bad. There's no yeah. good witches. There's nobody who tries to do anything good. They are literally just, just doing bitches. harm to better themselves for wealth. Yeah. And it's weird. Like, why would you 
They're have selfish. to harm somebody to get wealth. Like, where's the yeah. wealth come from? Is it isn't not necessarily money? Because we don't really understand. They don't really specify what the wealth is. I would imagine yeah. it's just to be popular. Maybe it's you know being you know eternal life or something yeah, or like, yeah it's usually what the case is with stuff like this you know like or like you know when you get so far deep into it's like they like with vampires and you know they lure, lure you in and you know with like yeah. little things at first and then you eventually you get sucked in and that's how they get you to yeah, you know sense. so that's what i'm thinking you know it's usually you know it's probably based on each individual too like so one person probably like i said would want to live forever somebody some people might want money and they promise it to them but like end up eventually just but and then when you get to a point you just you'll do anything to get that so and that's well i think that's probably the best explanation for what they're doing that's, in the, that's in how the, i took it we kind of see that at the end too a little bit but yeah no, no shit really starts going south mm-hmm. but yeah i guess that, that that would make more sense than them actually getting what would they need money for if they can get anything they want you know yeah but and he says otherwise they're you know basically harmless. Um, um. Oh wait, no, that's I'm reading the wrong fucking. <laughs> My bad. I must have scrolled down without realizing it. Um, sorry. So, yeah. Um, they do they do everything to gain personal wealth. Um, even if it involves harming people, usually harming people yeah. in this case. Um, Harm but. Others, yep. They can only do magic with the power of their queen, though. Um, otherwise, they are harmless, which is where I kind of cut two blacks in for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's but, also um, a very interesting thing, that they have to have the queen in order for them to siphon power. Yeah. It's like she's like a mother fucking pig, and it's like they're all the blow piglets. Just give me the magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so uh, we arrive back at school. Susie finds out that everybody's gone, uh, except all well, the students at least are all gone. She asks one of the servants who tells her that they went to the theater and that Miss Tanner got tickets. Um, what a bitch! I know, right? Wait, everybody else besides Susie. So it's like you kind of already you knew from like ago, especially pretty much really early on. As soon as you got like the for her a scripted meal that mm-hmm. they were kind of plotting against her for like forcing her cool when she didn't care yep thank you need to do these things you need to keep dancing i don't care how much like you're in pain and all this stuff but like just let the girl go to a fucking movie yeah right <laughs> no? on but yeah, so everybody's gone. Um, she tries to call Mandel again, which, uh, who she was talking to about the witches, and yeah, happens to be another storm. It knocks out all the lines. How convenient. Storm, man. <laughs> like, um, it's just funny that everything has to be surrounded by water, lightning, what, lightning, <laughs> darkness. <laughs> um, and now this is when we get some smart suit shit. This is when the strong-willed shit comes. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck my food. I'm putting this shit in the toilet. Dumps out all of her food. Dumps out her wine. She's like, I'm not doing this. I know something's wrong. Everybody's gone. Every night, I'm, like, drugged. 
I'm done. Yeah. So after she does that, and the wine is wicked blood like. Like, I've had red wine, and mm-hmm. it's not that right. So it's like, you can tell that something was wrong. I wonder if it actually was. Like, I wonder if there was Probably. a way that they, they were turn blood to wine or something that would, like, I have start a, to be drugged. I have I a theory know. that, like, once they started prescribing the meals, that they start, you know, start off with giving her wine. And then it's putting a little bit of blood at a time, and then until it's eventually all blood, and that's maybe their way of trying to convert her or something. That would be interesting. But then, whose blood would it be? Would it be Madame mm. Blanks? I guess would that would make the, sense, uh, right? If she's like, or whoever you know, whoever the the leader is, or you yeah. know, what I mean, I don't know, but very strange. But yeah, I don't know. But I just thought that was really funny noticing how yeah. red the uh, the wine was. Mm-hmm. She dumps that, looks at the window, and she sees you can see like two lights in it. So you're like, "What the hell is that?" Open up the window, and then a fucking bat just flies in. Like, what? <laughs> Why? So she's like freaking out, trying to get the bat to go away. The bat eventually hits the ground, mm-hmm. puts a blanket over it, and it starts beating it with a stool. Kills it. It's <laughs> like Jesus oh, Christ! I would have just <laughs> fucking left it on the ground. I would have. Picked it up in the thing and it's like, okay, go back outside. But no, she's like, I'm gonna kill this thing. I don't at care least about bats. Li- at least give Ozzy a, get a chance to <laughs> yeah, fight no, it. But here you go, Ozzy. So after she kills the bat, finds the notes from Sarah, which are next to her um her um her bedside table. Yep. It's like, oh, this is cool. Starts kind of talking to herself, like, okay, I gotta figure out where. This- Here's the people. Here's the teachers going, quote-unquote, outside of the school. So once they get there, she's like, oh, the, the footsteps have stopped. Um, she has to make her way past the cook, and I guess another cook. And then, like, chit-chat, and she, like, freaking runs by. And they're like, oh, what was that? Nothing. They go back to chit-chatting about whatever it is they're speaking. I, don't know, I guess German. Yeah, I assume. Um, I wasn't really paying attention. Or Italian, or who knows? It's like three Something. different languages in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so she makes her way past the cooks. It makes her way to, the, um, I guess, Madame Blank uh, office. I guess we can call it that. Yeah. And it's very colorful. See the flowers, which we've seen the flowers a couple of times throughout film, especially when she was sitting down talking mm-hmm. to Madame Blank. They were already there, and I think an earlier time. But I don't remember when. But yep. she looks in the You've mirror, seen sees the flowers, then she... We get, like, a flashback again with her kind of revisiting when she heard Pat talking about the iris and the spirit, and it's flower, turn to flower. Flower, secret door opens. Well, hot damn. <laughs> this is fucking it worked <laughs> i found it and here we go we get an altered theme i don't know if you caught on to that but this base on it and it's not traditional how you hear it in the beginning of the film it's out oh, right now as soon as you open up the door the theme starts and it's very more chanty mm-hmm. or bassy more intense and more intense definitely 
and you see writing on the wall. Writing, then gets to the end of a corridor. The room filled with there's a Madame Blank. Madame Blank is saying, "Die!" He said, "Die! Die! Die! Die!" And drinking, I guess, wine. Some other shit that she's drinking. Yeah, but it's it's weird too because I think Madame Blank sees her. Because yeah. when she's talking about it, she's drinking stuff. She's kind of glances over. Yeah, she's yeah. looking at the camera, which we would presume would be Susie. Room. Yeah. Making eye contact with. Her. So it's like she knew. Yeah. So it's like she... can't really hide from. And she. Pavlo after her, which he doesn't know. But we also get the glimpse of. Sarah's lighter, I believe, right? Which we also kind of get like a little bit earlier on. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't talk about it, but see, Pablo would bring uh, the food to her, and then she's like, "Oh, well, I guess he really like likes your uh, your lighter, which would be Sarah's lighter." Mm-hmm. But that's oh. whatever. And then playing with it as she hiding from him behind a curtain, finds a door behind her, and this is when like the, the big moment. know of the film and like the, the big shock mm-hmm. um actually before that we see sarah's body right oh yeah yeah she like trips over the tomb some weird like setting but creepy looking but everywhere her eyes are like messed up and she's got, like, mm-hmm. scratches and like markings and stuff all over her yeah she got fucked up <laughs> so she's in the room there's a snoring again behind you somebody laying in the bed tips over flowers which Pablo kind of hears but then um what we now know is Black Queen original girl this is the head honcho she's still around after what hundreds of years mm-hmm. I think it was a hundred like hundreds of years she wakes up and she's like who's that like oh you I've been waiting for you. The American girl. <laughs> so she goes to, I think she opens up the curtain. I don't think she has any weapons or anything. Opens up the curtain. Nobody's there. Just appears. Then we keep getting fixated on the door that's um, Susie. Like, there's death. Death is behind that door. And it's coming for you. Opens it up. And who is it? Sarah, back Sarah. from the dead, oh. laughing, which I don't think it's actually her laugh. This must have been, like, another, like, overdubbed. Unless, yeah. I don't know. It just laugh doesn't fit what her original voice. No. But it, honestly, it's pretty fucking creepy. Yeah. Even the first time we saw this, I, I knew about the ending, but it in a big screen. It was creepy, dude. It was very yeah. creepy. It's very um, shocking. Like I said, this shock factor, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I think Susie gets something. What the crap? I didn't write it down here. It was um a piece of the statue or something like that that she broke. Yeah, so she's holding that. Sarah's behind her, not really doing anything, but like walking towards her. But yeah. then we get some more lightning. Mm-hmm. Thunder. 
and we see an outline of the bitch. <laughs> bitch. And he just yeah. stabs her. And then <laughs> gets to... Yep. Old oh. building. Literally falling apart. <laughs> what happened to Sarah? She just I... kind of vanishes, I believe. Yeah, she just kind of disappears. Like, we don't see her get hurt. We don't see her try to stab Susie. It's pretty much just a, that one moment of her coming to the door with yeah. her laughing. And... Yeah. She, like, kind of came at her. And then, like, I think after she stabs the head bitch, um, she just kind of just wasn't there. Maybe she, I don't know, Maybe. Max was, like, on her or something. Because when Susie leaves the room, you see all the teeth, they're like, covered in blood, and they're, like, dying. Yeah. So like, ha, 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 ha. You deserve it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Take that. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah, um, pretty much the whole rest of the film is just walking out. The whole building is Shit's falling apart, exploding. And... And, but I need to talk about this. I want to know what your take is. He leaves. It's still pouring. Laughing? Fixing your hair? Yeah. My theory. Okay, this is a fucking crazy-ass theory. Uh, obviously, this is a part two. This kind of... It is a part two, but kind of loose. Not in part two. Yeah. My theory is... Is she now... The, the head witch, honcho? The head witch. Did it get passed on... If you Since kill, she killed her. If you kill the witch. Because the way she's laughing and stuff, it's not like, haha, well, I made it out of here. It's more like, aha, I made it out of here. You know? Yeah. Especially like the way her body language mm-hmm. is, her hair and her laugh. I really want to know, what, what do you think? What's your take on it? See, yeah, I don't know. I think it could be a mix of both. Like, relief, but, um, you know, she probably... Because she was talking to the witch expert, and um, I don't remember if he um, mentions to her about, like, you know, um, if you kill a head witch, you, you get their powers. Um, but there, I, I, I read that somewhere, but... Um, I wonder if that's another theory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Theory is me. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think it might be more relief, but it's also she has kind of a sinister smile, so you just it, you just really don't know unless yeah. I guess I don't. But I'm gonna say a mixture of both. I think I want to know for anybody yeah. who is listening here and who has seen me, what your thought is, or whether it be here with us right now or in like a comment or. A review for our um, podcast was we don't have any reviews yet. We have like a lot of well, I'll say a lot of plays for us, but we don't have any reviews. So make sure you guys are going over there if you're watching on yeah, Spotify or well, listening on Spotify or Apple or anything. Please review us. I don't care. You can put one star. You can put a five star. You don't even need a comment, but um, give us some reviews. We have some more uh, that's some feedback. But that is. Nineteen seventy-seven, not two thousand eight. <laughs> uh, but your overall thoughts, Aaron? No, like we've been talking about it a lot, but once again, what is your uh, overall thought? I think it's well made. Oh think, yeah. Um, something better? Do you think the writing could have been better to make a little bit more sense? Do you think after watching it a couple of times, it makes more sense now? Um, yeah. What do you think? So I think I wouldn't change anything on it, honestly. Um, 
I thought everything, I'm not going to say perfect, but like I thought everything, yeah. Um, I I mean, it was very well done. Um, I love the score um, so much. That theme song, I honestly just listen to it into the car sometimes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The whole Suspiria album, I think everybody should. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, that and if you keep going back to the colors because they're just so fucking good. Um, uh, like I, I said, pay attention to the colors throughout the movie and how they change. Um, it's kind of cool. Um, supposedly closer towards the end, as it got closer towards the end, or like when something was gonna happen. Remember when we were talking beforehand about how it like got increasingly more red? You know, yes. Throughout the movie, watch out for that. But um, yeah, yeah. I think it starts off pretty blue. Yeah, it's very like light and oh, this is good. But that's yeah, getting really red. Um, but definitely after watching it um, a couple of times, though, it does become a lot easier to understand and you can appreciate it a lot more because you can look out for little things. Um, but I think it easily became one of my favorite horror movies. Um, um, so. Does this make you want to go watch more Dario Argento films, or do you oh, think yeah. you're all set on this one? Or well, I mean, if any of his other movies are like this one and you know have a lot have some any of the same factors then i would check them out but they are all very shock and twist Mm -hmm. from all the ones that i have seen definitely aaron watch inferno but i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you right now man it's more confusing than this you have to watch it um but there's a lot of cool like scene stuff in that and this goes out for everybody else if you haven't seen inferno watch it it's very good also go watch uh Another one a lot of people like is like um red, and he oh, has like yeah. a bunch of other ones. Um, I'm not good at pronouncing them, so I'm gonna refrain from pro- pronouncing them. But <laughs> just look up Dario Argento and go ahead. I think there's actually a box set out there somewhere where you can get all. Of them. I don't know mm-hmm. if they've all been converted to 4K like Suspiria has. If there is a 4K version out there of all of his films, buy it because Suspiria in 4K is. Beautiful, Aaron. I need you. I'm, I'm going to let you borrow the TV because it is. Yeah. No. I've watched this times many more times. <laughs> my but. overall thought is definitely first time watching it, it's a bit going on because you, you're very aware that this overdubbed and weird um, dialect issue there with some, some stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. after like two or three times, you really start to understand what's going on, and the colors is key. My rating for this is a nine out of ten blood splatters. Gonna go with nine and a half blood splatters. Nine and a half. Woo! Wow. Like I said, Aaron easily really one of my favorites. Wow. Easily. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, that's an average of like what? That would probably be what that is. Yeah. Both of us. I really want to know what everybody else thinks of Suspiria. A lot of people not really frown upon people who say Suspiria is Dario best film, favorite film. A lot of people pick other ones. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of like the same case of Halloween. The oh, first Dario yeah. Gentle film I saw. So it has a very special place in my heart, especially since in the theater together, so like it has yep. kind of a connection for both of us. Mm-hmm. We witnessed it in the theater. We didn't watch it at home. We experienced it together, yeah. 
And it was at the amazing Salem Horror Fest. Yes. 9 out of 10 blood. But this is the part of the show that if anybody here in the live stream, if you guys have any questions, comments, recommendations, or anything of the like, you guys a couple that, uh, Aaron and I will go again where our socials are for anybody who missed it the first time. <laughs> you guys can find us here on Twitch where we live stream us every Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at twitch.tv slash the Barons Hideout underscore podcast. Twitter handle is the B or podcast. Find us on Instagram, which is just the Barons Hideout. And TikTok, which is not very that active, but we are there to mainly this post promos. Just uh, Barons Hideout underscore podcast. I Aaron, where can you find your lovely face? Oh, you can find this uh, beautiful mug on Instagram. <laughs> um, it will be in the chat. It is double AA row. Uh, I'll post updates whenever, or most of the time when I remember, um, on the shows. Aaron's very busy. But, yeah. I'll post most of my updates there. And uh, once again, for anybody who missed it, this Wednesday, our very first guest, and I am so excited for it, of the country, it, is Dean of the, of the dead, dead Hot Sauce. So please, go show him some support. He's from the UK. He's, he's very small. You know, he's getting attraction from other podcasts. And I would shudder. Mm-hmm. Which is Dead Hot Sauce. Website, which is and those links will be posted in of the places that this podcast will be uploaded. So on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you guys want to listen. We have links on our link tree, which would just be linktree. I think it's tv slash the Barons Hideout. Where you guys can go and pick wherever you want to listen to this podcast. We have all of the available platforms there. Your desire. Is there anything else that you add before we decide to uh, close out this glorious stream? Uh, not really, just that um, I appreciate everyone who's been watching, who you know helped us reach our goals. Um, yes, thank you. I hope you continue to support us. Anyone who's on our Patreon or you know, anyone, like I said, just listens or watches. Yes, um, it's much appreciated. I'm looking forward to doing a lot more. Another thing I want to add, I did put a post out about this um, earlier in this week, our Patreon for our Wednesday topic videos. They are going to be put on hold for a little bit for Aaron's sanity because he has been working like a horse for a long time. So we're going to put a hold on that. We're going to try to figure out a good filler. Uh, and I will be putting out a big post that uh, decide on what we're going to do. We'll make oh. sure you get your money's worth. Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yes. So if you guys do want to support us, the best way to do that is for a Patreon, which is just uh, Baron's Hideout underscore podcast. We all, our tiers start at $1 to $3 to $6, and every tier has a bunch of stuff. And also, we do have our promotion still going on until end of this month. 
will be the 31st. If you guys want to pledge one dollar, you guys get an exclusive Baron's Hideout Undiscovered podcast sticker, pretty much for free. Just he doesn't buy. like stickers. Yeah, I love I love stickers. Go support the brand and get us out there a little bit more. And the stickers are really really. Take us on a stop sign or something. <laughs> a stop sign, yeah, like all the kids used. <laughs> Everybody to looks at them. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, so yeah, that's the best way for you guys to support us is to uh, look at our Patreon. There are other options like here on Twitch if you guys want to um, subscribe to us here, or if you want to support us through our audio stuff through Spotify and Apple Music and stuff like that. But we don't control the pricing on that, so I don't really like to talk about that one. Too. This was the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I am your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. <clears throat> Guys, next week for Audition, a great that's on Shudder, so make sure you guys go watch that and uh, have some fun with us. We will catch you guys next time. Stay spooky. you dare. Come listen. If dare. you dare. See you guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye.